0: What's up, everybody? GenX Dividend Investor here. In this video, I'll be answering questions from a subscriber of mine named Minchar, who asked, Can you reflect on the Berkshire Hathaway latest move into acquiring shares in a precious metal mining company, which in essence is a proxy for gold? What are your thoughts given Buffett's stance on precious metals and unproductive assets? And what can you conclude from this move in relation to the stock market? Minchar's question was similar to another question I got where a subscriber was asking if I invest in gold and what I thought about it. So to answer these questions properly with facts and evidence, I did an entire video rather than the quick 20-second response that I normally do in my Millionaire Dividend Investing Questions and answer Video series on my channel. After answering these questions, I'll end this video with another incredible rags-to-riches story, as you guys have told me you really love hearing them. So I recommend you watch this entire video, and if you feel up for it, then please like this video as a simple way you can thank me for making it, and consider subscribing and clicking the bell notification. Finally, I'm not a financial advisor, so take my responses as entertainment only, not as a way to make financial decisions. So let's look at how gold has performed for the last 50 to 100 years by breaking down gold's annualized returns compared against the S&P 500's returns to see if there's a definitive answer in terms of has gold been a better investment or has the stock market been. So my first step was to find total returns calculators we could use for this analysis. I ended up using a great site called DQYDJ, which stands for Don't Quit Your Day Job, which has hundreds of interactive tools, thousands of articles, tens of thousands of subscribers, and millions of page views, and is a trusted source for statistics, economics, and financial information and strategies. I also then spot check these returns against calculators on cpiinflationcalculator.com to ensure they are valid. So let's look at the spreadsheet I created. What I did specifically was I looked up annualized returns for gold and for the overall stock market from 50 years ago until now, 45 years ago until now, etc., all the way to five years ago until now. So starting from the far left column at the top, we see that the time frame in question for this column was from June of 1970 until June of 2020. Then I listed what gold's annualized return was over 50 years, which was 8.09%. And then I listed what your ending investment would be if you had invested 10000 50 years ago. So this shows that if you had invested $10,000 50 years ago, then today that amount of gold investment would be worth $488,962.83. 8% annualized returns in this case means that for every year that goes by, your portfolio value would increase by another 8% for each of 50 consecutive years. Then the next row is what the S&P 500's annualized return was over the last 50 years, with the drip on, which ends up being 10.84% per year, which means that if you had invested $10,000 50 years ago in the stock market, then today your portfolio would be worth $1.717 million, which is $1.2 million more than gold's return. Or to put it differently, if you had invested in stocks, you would have made over three times as much money as you would have made if you had invested in gold. So I highlighted the gold returns in red since they did worse, and the stock returns in green since they did better, to make it visually easier to tell apart. Then I did the same thing for 45 years ago, which is from 1975 until now. Now we see that gold has done even worse, only returning 5.39% annualized, whereas the stock market has done better at this time frame, returning 11.19% annualized. That means that your $10,000 invested in gold in 1975 would have been worth $106,000 in 2020, whereas $10,000 invested into stocks in 1975 would have turned into $1.18 million dollars So you would have made around 11 times as much in a stock market investment than a gold investment. How about 40 years ago? Your 10K in gold would be worth $30,700 after 40 years, whereas your 10K invested in stocks would be worth $756,000. So a stock investment would have been about 25 times better than a gold investment. How about 35 years ago? Gold would have turned into about 55K and stocks would have turned into 360K. So stocks would have been a 6X better return than gold. How about 30 years ago? Your 10K in gold would be worth 48K after 30 years, whereas your 10K invested in stocks would be worth 160K, so a stock investment would have been three times better than a gold investment. What about 25 years ago? Your 10K in gold would be worth 45K after 25 years, whereas your 10K invested in stocks would be worth around 92K, so stocks are over two times as good as gold at that time frame. How about 20 years ago? Your 10k in gold would be worth 61k after 20 years, whereas your 10k invested in stocks would be worth around 31k. So for the first time we see gold would have returned about 2x of stocks. Let's continue looking over our remaining five-year timeframes, and then I'll explain why you see this disparity. What about 15 years ago? Your 10k in gold would be worth about 41k after 15 years, whereas your 10k invested in stocks would be worth around 35k. So gold is slightly better. What about 10 years ago? Your 10K in gold would be worth about 14K after 10 years, whereas your 10K invested in stocks would be worth around 29K. So stocks are a better investment again with a 2X better return than gold. And finally, what if you'd started investing 5 years ago? Your 10K in gold would be worth about 15K after 5 years, whereas your 10K invested in stocks would be worth around 16K. So stocks are slightly better than gold at that time frame. So over the last 50 years, stocks perform better than gold for 80% of the time based on this analysis. So what happened in the 2000 and 2005 timeframes? Well, you had the dot-com crash, which happened in 2001, and then you had the recession of 2008. So that data paints a picture to me that says that gold has done better than the stock market when there's a stock market crash. Aside from that, stocks have outperformed gold. Of course, every asset class has periods where it does well, whether we're talking about gold, stocks, pork bellies, or whatever. Thus, I'm grateful I didn't invest in gold when I started investing, or my $1.7 million stock dividend portfolio I have now would only be worth about $500,000. Of course, it's not that cut and dry because my portfolio was built over time and I would need to look at every date I made a deposit to compare it 100% accurately. That being said, let's look at some of the reasons people invest in gold. First, it doesn't have to be an either-or proposition. You can choose to invest in gold and in stocks, and some people that are a lot smarter than me do that, like Ray Dalio. Also, the past doesn't guarantee future performance, so just because gold has underperformed stock for 100 years doesn't mean that will be true for the future. Some gold investors feel that the stock market is a bubble, inflated by the Fed with its liquidity injected into the market. I feel there is some validity in that statement. I don't think the market is fake, but I do feel that we are at frothy evaluations, and I think it is completely rational to feel that, especially now with the pandemic and worse business earnings and such, that a crash could happen, at which point I surmised that gold would do well for a few years until the stock market came back. That being said, I don't know that, but I think it's logical. I could also buy that a series of cascading dominoes could fall, from interest rates rising, bankruptcies rising, etc., all of which would logically benefit an asset class like gold. However, even if we run into years of depression, I would still bet on companies like Microsoft to continue to prosper more than gold will, as would companies like McDonald's, unless something radically shifts the trend of the pandemic to the point that we are all locked inside our houses forever. Another reason people invest in gold is because it has been a recognized store of value in currency since the beginning of time. Now that's a reasonable point. But stocks have been around for centuries, and owning parts of companies which are innovating and growing has proven to be a better investment than gold, which has, relative to businesses, marginal utilitarian value. Some gold investors feel that the dollar is a weak fiat currency, and that central banks have gone out of control and are printing currency like crazy. Fiat money is a currency established as money, often by government regulation, but that does not have any intrinsic value. Fiat money does not have use value and has value only because a government maintains its value, or because parties engaging in exchange agree on its value. This has been a common talking point since August 15, 1971, when President Richard Nixon announced that the United States was abandoning the gold standard. I personally wish we were back on the gold standard, as I feel it does give more legitimacy to a currency, but as that isn't in the U.S. best interest to do that, I don't see that happening. But I do agree that printing currency has gone a bit crazy, and I'm more of someone who wishes our government would drive towards bringing down the debt. So that is another reason why some people prefer the tangible nature of gold. You can't just print more gold like you can print more money. Right now, people around the world agree the dollar has value. But what happens if parties stop agreeing to that? Crazy things happen all the time. For example, think of Bitcoin. Who would have guessed that a bunch of ones and zeros would become a new currency? But Bitcoin is rare and finite, and since parties have deemed it to be a store of value, then boom, it is. That being said, I find it extremely unlikely that the majority of countries around the world would walk away from the dollar, but it could happen. Another reason people sometimes say they invest in gold is because they believe it will keep rising in value and or because gold isn't volatile. We have seen that over long periods of time, gold indeed has been trending up, albeit at a slower rate than the market, but even gold obviously doesn't always go up. For example, let's look at what happened in the last decade. We see that gold hit around $1,900 an ounce in late 2011, and then it fell down to $1,100 an ounce in 2016. So, no, no asset class is guaranteed to keep just going up always, and no, it's not accurate to say gold isn't volatile. These are some hefty swings to take place over merely 10 years. It took around 8 years for gold to get back to its previous peak, and that's true for all asset classes. They all have ups and downs and can go sideways for a long time. This is a chart from gold.org, which shows gold at its peak in 1980 of $717 an ounce, and then it went down, and it wasn't until 2007 that gold finally got back to its former peak. That's almost three decades going sideways. But you can do the same thing and pick peaks and troughs in the stock market. Here's a picture from Macrotrends looking at the Dow. It took the Dow from 1929 to 1960 to be at its old peak. That's 31 years. And then the same thing from 1966 to 1995, 29 years. If you're a new investor, I ask you, how do you feel if your portfolio went basically sideways for 30 years? Or even worse, went down and then it took three decades to come back to where it was. Hopefully you would have dividends at least during that time frame. I share this information to number one, get you in the right mental state for what can happen to any investments, be it stocks or gold or whatever. And number two, to highlight that you can always cherry pick dates to help make a point. So rather than just blindly accept what anyone says, do the research yourself, and that includes anything I say or anyone out there says. So I could say, yeah, but this century gold has done better than stocks. And as I have shown you, that has some validity to it if you were specifically say you are talking about investing in the year 2000, i.e. around the dot-com crash. But that statement is also invalid because if you started investing in gold in 2010 or 2015, which is also in this century, it has performed worse than the stock market. Now, another reason some people invest in gold is because they like to physically hold onto the assets themselves rather than rely on a brokerage. The upside is they own it, and they can see it and feel it, and someone else isn't controlling it, and they can always go down to a gold store and sell it. I guess you could argue the same is true, at least to some degree, if you hold physical stock certificates. The downside is gold is not as liquid as pressing a button on your app to sell or buy or move money around, and it exposes you to real-world risks of storing valuable possessions. But you also have real-world cyber risks of having your portfolio accessible via your smartphone. Another argument you will hear from gold fans is that this is the beginning of a new bull market for gold. Well, that might be true, but you could also argue that stocks are in a bull cycle, as we literally just hit an all-time new peak yesterday. Some might say, but gold is guaranteed to only go up from here. I would encourage you to ignore anyone who tries to guarantee you anything about the future. Sure, sometimes they will be right. The key word is sometimes. Now, we look closely at gold returns over the last 50 years. What if we go 100 years back? This is a graph on macrotrends trends which shows you gold in the stock market over the last 100 years. What you can see is the stock market represented by the blue line has done significantly better than the gold line represented by the orange line. Now, there is another advantage to stocks over gold in the U.S., and that is something I never hear people talking about, and which is an absolute killer of wealth generation in the United States. Can you guess what it is? What are the only two guarantees in life? If you have a guess, comment down below. That's right, death and taxes. It turns out that stocks enjoy better tax treatment in the U.S.A. than gold. Now, if you have stocks in a regular taxable account, then you may need to pay capital gains taxes when you sell your shares for a profit. Now, there are two types of capital gains. Short-term capital gains, which is a tax on profits from the sale of an asset held for a year or less. Short-term capital gains suck because the tax rates are the same as your usual tax bracket. Long-term capital gains tax is a tax on profits from the sale of an asset held for longer than a year. Long-term capital gains tax rates are 0%, 15%, or 20%, depending on your taxable income and filing status. Now, qualified dividends have their own taxable benefits. The tax rate on qualified dividends is 0%, 15%, or 20%, depending on your taxable income and filing status. Take a look at my video called How You Make More With Dividends, and you can see how you can make over $100,000 a year and basically not pay taxes. So what about gold? Well, in the United States, gold is classified as a collectible in IRS code, and that means you're taxed at a 28% rate, regardless of your income, for gains on precious metals. That's huge. Being taxed at 28% when you sell your gold versus being taxed at 0%, 15%, or 20% is a large advantage for stocks, beyond the better returns they have enjoyed. So why else do people hold gold? Well, another reason is because they want to minimize their risk by diversifying the assets they own. So just like some people hold some stocks, some bonds, some real estate, they also might want to hold some gold. It's often good not to put all your eggs in one basket. I think that's a logical reason to hold gold, though I personally would make it a small position in my portfolio if I were to do that, maybe 3 to 5%. Any other reason to hold physical gold? Well, because it's beautiful and fun. When I was traveling in Switzerland, I bought some physical gold and ended up giving it to a relative as a present. I think it'd be totally fun to have loads of gold coins, so I can understand people doing it. And of course, it's often smarter to hold gold than cash. So, what has Buffett said about gold in the past? Well, Buffett is no fan of holding physical gold. He said that it is a static acid that produces nothing and merely looks back at you. What else has Buffett said about gold? He said the magical metal was no match for the American metal. What does he mean? He means gold is no match for american capitalism our companies and people are better than gold now i already talked about how some folks fear the dollar will become a worthless currency their fears are exacerbated by the fact that the u.s national debt and our deficits are out of control and our money printing is going to make the dollar weaker or even worthless while i do agree that the debt and deficits are spiraling out of control i don't believe the dollar will be a worthless currency i do believe we will see some inflation or stagflation which is when inflation is high and economic growth slows and unemployment is high That being said, in Buffett's 2018 shareholder letter, he highlighted the U.S. debt has surged 40,000% in the last 77 years, and if you had bought 3.25 ounces of gold for $115, which is how much he invested when he purchased his first shares of stock in 1942, then your $115 of gold would have grown to be worth $4,200. But if you had instead invested in American companies, your $115 would have grown to over 100x what you got from your gold investment. What else has Buffett said about gold? He once said something to the effect of the following. Let's pretend you had $10,000. You could either A, buy $10,000 of gold, which is a few ounces of gold, or B, you could choose to buy stock in American businesses like Apple or Coca-Cola that are themselves growing and investing into more processing plants and are inventing new things. So in one case, you have a few ounces of gold sitting in a safe deposit box, and in 100 years, you would still have a few ounces of gold sitting in a safe deposit box. Yes, you could look at it, and you could fondle it, and you could do whatever you wanted with it. It'll never produce anything, and 20 years from now, it'll still be sitting in your safe deposit box. Same amount. The only thing it will have done is probably appreciated. What do you think an investment in Apple or Microsoft or Coke will do 20 years from now? I personally would bet on quality American companies. Now, that being said, every asset class can do well for a period of time. Have you heard of the Dutch tulip bulb market bubble, known as tulip mania, which was one of the most famous market bubbles and crashes of all time? It happened in Holland in the 1600s, and things got so crazy that some tulip bulbs were worth six times the average person's annual salary. Now that is a bubble. What happened was that tulips were imported into Holland for the first time from Turkey, and they seemed exotic as people in Holland had never seen those types of flowers before. So they became a luxury item that wealthy people wanted in their gardens, which then also made the merchant class also want to be like their wealthier neighbors and have tulips. Suddenly, everyone wanted this beautiful new flower, and tulip mania hit the country. And that's when professional traders got into it, because tulips, like stonks, only went up. People began buying tulips with leverage, using margin derivative contracts to buy more than they could afford. But when prices started to turn south, then people using leverage were forced to sell and many had to declare bankruptcy. And then of course, the people who were hoarding tulips couldn't even give them away when the prices fell through the floor. Anyways, I personally put my confidence in American companies more than anything else, even though there will be periods of volatility. Now, if I could time the market, I would invest in gold right before market crashes. But alas, no one can consistently time the market, even if they assure you they can. And come to think of it, if I could time the market, then I wouldn't bother with gold. I would just short the market if I knew it was going to crash. I obviously don't do that either. Okay, so now we have context for how gold has done relative to the stock market, and we have talked about some of the pros and cons of gold. So why would Buffett buy into Barrick Gold Corporation, which is a mining company that produces gold and copper with 16 operating sites in 13 countries? Well, let's be more specific. Buffett didn't make an investment in physical gold, which to his point doesn't produce anything. No, he invested in a mine which produces resources, which is a big difference than investing in physical gold. So the original question about Buffett's stance on unproductive assets, well, my answer is that I don't think he has changed his stance. He isn't buying physical gold. He bought something which produces things. One big item to consider is how much did he invest? Was it a massive investment that would indeed signify a material investing philosophy change? I think this chart of Buffett's portfolio further makes the point that this mine is a decimal place in his portfolio, literally. For example, Apple Computer is 44% of his portfolio. This new investment into Barrick Gold is 0.27% of his portfolio. Not 1% of his portfolio, 0.27%. Let's put that in context of an average person's portfolio. Imagine you have a portfolio of $1,000 and $440 of it is an Apple. But $2.70 of your portfolio is in some tiny stock, Most likely that's the free Zynga stock you got from Robinhood that you haven't bothered selling yet. That's kind of like what this new position is in Buffett's portfolio. My point is that it's basically inconsequential. My guess is Buffett wasn't materially involved in this transaction, and it was one of his lieutenants that did it, or I'm guessing it will come out that Warren got some interesting deal like he always does, which is probably tied into a larger deal we won't know about for some time to come. I do find it interesting that Warren is trimming back some of his financial positions he just over-indexed on, but I'm also not surprised because I felt he was over-investing in them. So to answer your question about what I can conclude about this move in relation to the stock market, I don't think there is much to conclude. If Buffett suddenly changed his investing strategy and sold all of his Apple stock and put that much in physical gold, then this video would be quite different. But a 0.27% move in a portfolio is nothing. Now, if Warren had sold out of his Apple position and put all of it in physical gold, would I do the same? Nope. Warren is the goat and all, but that doesn't mean I do exactly what he does. And that also means that you shouldn't do what I do. Seek out information from a variety of sources, trust but verify, and then make decisions on what makes sense for you. Remember, I'm just some random person on the internet. You can find anyone doing anything on the internet, and I'm sure you could find a thousand people telling you to sell all your stocks and get into gold. That's why what I want for you is to learn, research, and then make decisions that make sense for you. Okay, now I'm going to tell you a brief story I think you'll enjoy about Sassy Lindell Scott Russell, an investor who is over 100 years old. Thanks to my friend Lewis for finding this one for me as well. Why did I call her sassy? Well, Lyndall would have told you she had a bad attitude in college and that she was a loose woman and that she wore her dresses too short. Sounds like a fun lady. After Lyndall married, she decided she wanted to invest in stock and she bought 15 shares of Safeco insurance for $315 in 1950, which is like making a $4,000 investment in today's dollars. She went with Safeco because a friend of hers mentioned that his boss was buying Safeco. So Lyndall thought that if the stock was good enough for his boss, why wouldn't it be good enough for her? Then over the next 58 years, Safeco split 11 times. That means her 15 shares doubled 11 times, taking her to over 30,000 shares, which made her worth a multi-millionaire. Multiple brokers over her life told her the same thing I would have said, which is you have too many eggs in one basket, you need to diversify but sassy Lindell said she didn't care. Now, I don't recommend putting all your investing money into a single stock, as I've personally known people who got burned doing that, like a lady friend of mine who lost everything she had worked for after being at Enron and her assets were tied up in Enron stock. But it worked out for Lindell. I also recommend that you don't mimic someone else's investments, even though it worked out for her. What we can learn from Lindell is patience. If you have patience to let your quality companies do their thing, amazing things can happen over long periods of time. Finally, one parting piece of advice from Lindell was this every day you should stop for a few minutes and say thanks for the sunshine. So thank you so much for watching. I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a like on this video, and I highly recommend that you join my free dividend Discord chat server. The last time I checked, we had over 4,350 dividend investors on it, and it's growing all the time. The link is in the description below if you'd like to join. Remember to click the heart emoji to get authorized once you sign in, or you can wait for me to manually authorize you. Finally, I want to leave you with this quote from Maya Angelou. My mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. That sums up what I hope for my channel. Thanks, and I'll talk to you again real soon. I am not a financial advisor, and these videos are for entertainment, inspiration, and educational purposes only. Investing of any kind involves risk. I am only sharing my opinion with no guarantee of gains or losses on investments.